0: Hello and welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed And I'm Tom Scholle. Going to look at Grimjack, the Cl- Grimjack issue one, the classic Tim Truman, John Ostrander uh, indie comic. Very excited to dig into this one. I have some personal history
1: with it. But before we do, Ed, tell us about Red Room. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit. Look at that, man, flaring those out. I'll tell you what, I think Red Rooms would be uh, popular in Sinoshore. Straight from Mundan's Bar, you know (laughs) what I'm saying, man? Like a back room there. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit, name of the game, man. So uh, you see an issue, grab an issue, because each one tells a complete story. Kind of like this first issue of uh, Grimjack we're going to be taking a look at. Uh, The four issues of the Anti-Social Network are on the stands as we speak, but we have a trade paperback coming out in uh early November, November 9th I believe, and there's about 60 maybe 70 pages of extra content in uh the trade paperback, uh director's commentary, a whole quick and dirty first draft of uh what do you call rapid prototyped.
2: Yeah, rapid prototyping, yeah. Uh,
1: first version of uh Red Room Comics character designs, a lot of extra artwork drawn straight for the trade paperback, man. So uh, if you're a double dipper or if you haven't touched Red Room yet, then you're going to want to get your hands on the uh, the Red Room trade. And uh, we're serializing the next round of uh, issues, the Trigger Warnings, is going to be the subtitle of those. And they're on my Patreon before they hit paper. Patreon.com slash Ed Piscor. Three bucks for the archive there. And uh, probably over 150 pages worth of comics there. Plus this uh, free comic book day comic is there. Uh, pdf for free online all those links in my link in the description below hey tom. jim yeah
2: you're not the only one working on a top <laughs> secret project i'm working on one too that i can't talk about but i can talk about jack kirby the epic life of the king of comics and fantastic four grand design both of which are still in print and i have a um patreon go to patreon.com search tom sholey uh where i post uh in progress works and 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 all, all sorts of things and um also check out my youtube channel total recall show
0: you can join me on Patreon.com slash JimRug where you can download out-of-print zines and mini-comics. You can see how I make the comics I make, like Street Angel, Deadly Scroll, Alive from Image Comics. This is available anywhere you buy comics, comic shops, bookstores, online. You can still find this while supplies last, although this first printing is just about to the end of its print run. So if you want one of these, uh, act sooner rather than later. And again, join me on Patreon.com slash JimRug.
1: Important to note man that Grimjack one is not the first appearance of Grimjack. I have the Star Slayer issues uh, from from first comics at the uh, at, In the in the archives man and the artwork for those backups is much more rigorous than the artwork that we'll see in these pages and then you get to an ad where you see that John Ostrander and Tim Truman are also doing Star Slayer yes. comics each month. So, <laughs> That's
0: exactly what I was gonna say.
1: Handling about 44 pages of comic Cut art a month. Cut these guys
0: a break, and inventing worlds. Like yeah. They're just not doing a fill-in issue here or there. I ended up with Grimjack was one of my early comics that I started reading because I found a stack of like 50 of them at the flea market, including the, from the beginning, and fell in love with Truman, fell in love with indie comics. It was just this gateway for me in a lot of ways because my comics reading was so random, I didn't have a comic shop. Yeah. But if you give me uh, 50 Grimjacks, that's a whole new crazy thing for me to you know rabbit hole for me to go down.
1: I love it, dude. When I when I was in second grade, uh, Catholic boy, you get you have your little Holy Communion party and you get presents for that stuff. And my my aunt shouts to Aunt Sissy she uh gave me a whole bunch of comics she knew i was a comic head and so much of it was was first comics that she got at at like the kb toy stores like three for a dollar five for a dollar and it was actually tom mandrake issues of uh of grim jack but i one of my first maybe 20 comics that that i that i had and going back you could go to ides and just pick these things up cover price Uh, So I put together a whole collection of like all that first comic stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you can see some of the other first titles here, like Chaikin's American Flag was one interesting publisher. uh, You know, Mike Grell doing Sable, a really interesting publisher in those early days of like alternatives to Marvel and DC. Uh, You know, at a time when black and white indies we talk about a lot in the 80s first was in color. Yeah, Yeah, you know, like these comics looked good. They they looked like they could be competitive with the uh, Marvel DC stuff. It It was was a real contender.
1: It was it was fun it was fun like discovering those, like like her hooking me up with those stacks because all I knew was the stuff that was in the grocery store, right? So to see like a slick you know, set of other characters and letters pages and ads for other stuff. It just, I'm like, wow, there is a giant world of comics. I feel left out because these people in the letters columns clearly know everything that they're talking about. Like, like where have I been? And then it's like, dude, you're seven years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Give yourself, cut yourself some slack. Now,
2: we've we've been to all kinds of like indie comics, kind of like uh, uh, conventions and things like that. But like anytime someone talks about indie comics or whatever, this is what I picture is like this stuff you know it's like this like this really was it for me like because this is like be this was um you know before I knew about Dark Horse before before image existed and stuff this was like my idea of like okay there's Marvel there's DC and then there's this there's
0: first uh, noteworthy Tim Truman apparently doing all of those characters in this little pinup at least that's the only signature that I see there so kind of fun you know Truman's gonna be a lot of what we talk about here oh, in yeah. this issue yeah. and uh, and you know it's the only signature on this ad so kind of cool. Uh, You know, I think he makes that jump to Eclipse uh, not too long after this. So I think first had some problems, but they were, they were a, a real alternative, at least for a while for these, you know, these cartoonists that wanted to own their work and wanted to do something, you know, maybe a little bit more mature than, than the opportunities presented at DC and Marvel at the time. 1984, the date on this one.
1: In his, uh, Tim Truman's Comics Journal interview, and that issue's real good, man. It's blue cover and it has like a, uh, steer ma- steer skull hooded figure kind of like in this mm-hmm. kind of position. C- classic Tim Truman pose right here. Uh, he said that like at a certain point in the in that interview at a certain point first was getting late later and later with the payments and stuff and when he would turn in pages like he would just sh- basically show evidence that he completed the work and uh, kind of like old Commodore 64 uh, uh, pirate um, anti-piracy measures mm-hmm. like he would just like run like a red marker over the xeroxes mm-hmm. so that it, they couldn't be used to, to print from because he wasn't getting his loot um, let's talk Tim Truman some more okay. like character design. Okay, exactly character what I design. was gonna say. What
2: other artist comes to mind when you look at this? I mean this is quintessential Tim Truman so I, okay. I, I wonder what, what you Well in, in terms of thinking. character design, Chakin, Chakin had a bunch of these kind of like That's true. guy with like a Scottish hat,
0: uh, you know mercenary you know, Trace it. Back to the pulps, right? Yeah. You know the, these artists that are, uh, or these characters that are like that, right? The hard boiled type characters, the archetypes. You know the pirates, the the, the private eyes, these Scottish space pirate, lo- lone <laughs> yeah. wolves. Um, yeah, he's so much fun. Like this was a character I would draw whenever I got hold of mm-hmm. these as a kid because it's a scar over the eye, the cigarette hanging out,
1: gun and sword. This is this is pretty pretty hot stuff for uh you know, like eleven, twelve year old me. So much tchotchkes all over it, man. Like it's to me it's like that youthful thing where you draw somebody this complex one time. One time. <laughs> you know, like not not seven panels this a is, page.
0: This is Tim Truman coming out of like the role playing game art where he's creating mm-hmm. really super cool characters
1: for one good drawing. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe hadn't worked that out that detail, but uh this works always very detailed, though you take this like little muzzle off and this tool looks like it could be used for pleasure, <laughs> yeah color it pink or <laughs>
0: all right, diving in, you see the first editorial page. this is kind of what you refer to, Ed with like this was a whole company you know seemed like a whole uh-huh. company with history and other books, and you know talking to the readers. Uh, you get it from from the inside cover from the get go, and based in Illinois.
1: Yeah, and and this piece is John Ostrander, longtime collaborator with uh, with a uh, Tru- Truman, and talking about the genesis of Grim Jack and how like he had the idea, wrote short stories for for quite a while, and it was when he hooked up with Tim Truman and Tim started to realize these ideas that he's like. Oh, this isn't mine anymore. This is mine and Tim's because he's fucking totally nailing it. Uh, Ostrander's idea for this was to marry hard-boiled detective with sword and sorcery. Yes,
0: I was going to say hard-boiled barbarian. <laughs> yeah. It's a good description. And you can see the, uh, the Tim Truman, it feels like this character embodies Tim Truman and what you would see throughout his career. So it makes sense that as soon as Ostrander hooks up with Truman, the character really becomes the character. When
1: you have a writer with, with, with real vision, and you get, and that writer with vision gets a hold of an artist who has vision. The writer has to check in and ask a homeboy, what do you like drawing, man? What kind of, what kind of stuff is floating around in your portfolio? And maybe you change a couple of things, man, to cater to, to their visual flares and interests. I
0: linger on this page just because I love the color scheme. You know, it's very uh-huh. subdued, but it also sets that tone of the, uh, the hard-boiled barbarian. There's a lot of like that detective tropes kind of stuff throughout this, and this feels like film noir to mm-hmm. me, you know, like setting that tone from the very first page.
1: Yeah, you got your Cherche La Femme gimmick. You got, you got your damsel in distress coming to talk with the grizzled old dude who's reluctant.
0: And it starts off, what is truth? That's going to be the uh, the overarching storyline throughout this issue.
1: He, Truman is so young still, man, uh, so new in the game, probably fresh out of uh Qbert school. So you see these super tight pages up front, they're gonna loosen up.
0: You see a little bit of the, um, the duo shade too in this character's hair, and whenever we talk to him, uh, he would tell us about you know like duo shade paper was expensive. He might cut out one panel for that if he was going to do that effect, or you know cut a hole in the page so he could have, he could save that for uh, other panels, stretch that duo shade a little bit further.
1: Yeah, but using other techniques too, man. A little uh, if that's not duo tone, which there were textures that kind of looked like that, that could just be kind of grease pencil on a piece of Bristol vellum to get you those techniques. But that's a little dicier, man, because you're bound by print technology.
0: Yeah, I wonder about that. It reminds me of some of the effects that Chaiken would achieve yeah. in American now, Flat. Yeah, now Chaikin's would be duo that, That's what it makes me wonder if he's. Uh, maybe they did a convention around this time, and, and,
1: and Tim got a couple pages to experiment Listen, with from him. Listen, that's a class in uh, Hubert School, man, Methods and Materials. he got a stretcher, a uh, duo shade. And Zipatone chops there. Absolutely. Good shot of uh, Grimjack
0: here for your splash page. You're introducing this character to the to the wider audience. I know not a first appearance, but a first issue. You want to hit that money shot early and uh, let us get a good look at his ugly mug. Not John of Gaunt <laughs> from Shakespeare, but John Gaunt. And uh Ashore, one of the first things they talk about is, is a, uh, a city where the multiverse meets, and uh, reality is relative. It's a really cool setup, that location, you know, the setting for these stories, because you can bring in aliens, and, and you know, you even see them in Munden's bar here, uh, Grimjack's base of operations, the bar that he owns. But this kind of setup of Sinoshore, it's perfect for a comic, for a sci-fi comic, there's just no limit to what kind of stories you could encounter with this character now.
1: And they do, starting with issue two, man. The Mundens Bar backup features uh, that different independent creators will make that'll eventually be collected and stuff. Go back real quick, because there's a couple Easter eggs we've got to point out, man. A little Cordo Maltese up in this uh, motherfucker. Yeah, I've
2: got some Mobius.
1: Yeah, and, and it says Hugo Pratt gold yep. right there. Uh, certainly, you know, inspired by Moss Eisley's Cantina kind of gimmick, man.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. You're even seeing little shades of those characters starting to creep in, you know, with the face paint and, and that alien total alien features world. and things built in. Total oh, tentroon like vibes, a, like a dwarf or something here in the background, and a lizard partaking in a little shot glass there for his beverage. So, of course, the the damsel in distress shows up to hire him, and some of these toughs that hang out in the bar, they they step in first. Look at the like the little sharp
1: teeth on this character. Yeah, man, like the like cannibals.
0: And uh, John Gaunt is up for uh, any kind of trouble. So whenever trouble rears its ugly head, whenever fisticuffs are necessary, he is usually uh, quick into the fray. You don't look scared. You know what, though? This one panel, like, I was looking at this panel and trying to figure out what is happening. He invented the curb stomp. It looks like somebody's, like, stabbing him. Or, I guess that's a table. That,
1: yeah, it's a corner of the table.
0: This is a little bit of a tangent here, a young cartoonist with your motion lines going right into the table. Uh, I was confused by that yeah. until until just a minute ago. So always got to keep an eye on it but we get through that little intro uh fracas and we get to hear like what's going on what, what's she want to hire john gaunt to do and that's your classic detective kind of story setup
1: yeah, absolutely man but we're gonna go you know like that's that's black mask detective stories from from those magazines now we're gonna go weird tales and have the ghost caught in perpetual loop motif from those kinds of pulp stories and uh this ghost in question is the daughter of uh, you know some grand political figure dude and his wife. she killed herself, man. she took a header. she took some of that daredevil oh well, actually, we don't know that yet.
0: yeah, but. and that's a fun part whenever we get to uh, what that is. but her husband is uh he's the finance minister, and they kind of explain his role in this city. It's more world building, yeah it's an integral part of the plot and everything, but it's a chance to do two things with this character.
1: yeah yeah they build a really cool world man also by the way man the the john workman lettering is real sexy i love i love the fact that it's bigger certainly too like uh my eyes as, as like a little kid um seeing just bigger lettering felt easier to read it's part of that what looks professional, you know. He, I
0: mean, Workman was probably doing Marvel work at this time def, as well. Oh,
1: definitely, he was doing stuff with, with Simonson and shit. But there are like little professional strokes required on his part to just get all of the verbiage in there. Like he has to in, he has to go beyond the panel borders mm-hmm. to get a couple of you know words in there, and then and then you have to make that tough call of going over some Tim Truman art to to get the words on the page like Tim Truman is doing his best to try to like leave some some room for for dialogue but
0: pretty fun whenever the art how the art interacts with the word balloons like here we see uh, Gaunt's chin and, and cigarette just over over the balloon a little bit pretty good stuff fun coloring ideas yeah too. yeah the
2: color the colorist isn't on autopilot it's like this you know this face isn't the same color as this face the same like like they're making decisions
0: and it does I mean I keep saying this pulp part but in some ways, like, this is Sin City a decade yeah. ahead of time. Mm-hmm. You know, the the, uh, the yeah, dialogues definitely. that are running along in the narration. And there's your Star Slayer ad, Ed, with uh, John Ostrander and Tim Truman on, on art. Same exact creative team. I think I picked up a few of those at that flea market, too. Like, this guy had some first comics there, not just Grimjack. I'm,
1: so. I'm, 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 I lost a tub of artwork that was all my copying of, of stuff. And uh, copied some Star Slayers, man. Copied some... Tom Mandrake, uh, Grim Jacks. <laughs> Such an inventive visual artist, man. Tim Truman is.
0: Sinashore Shore's uh, university. He's pay- paying a call to where this girl uh, committed suicide and her ex-boyfriend, an athlete there, is the first stop. This guy's training to be a, uh, a fighter and so you imagine, you know, top of his game. <laughs> the-, the funny part is he's doing like weightlifting and he's up to like 134 on his rep count so ridiculous yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: makes me wonder if John's ever lifted a weight
1: Uh if you've seen photos uh, doubtful
0: yes but uh here we get our first taste of like what happens with a more formidable foe fights a little bit dirty
1: yeah especially with like all this like uh stuff theatrical <laughs> you know Shakespearean gimmicks all over it is a, a lot of costume yeah
0: leaves him hanging upside down in case he wants to come back. Doesn't think he got the full truth from this guy. So they got a, enough answers to go on to their next stop, but just in case he needs to come back for more, he's going to going to leave him hanging there.
1: And some of the truth is that the chick is a dusthead, man. Yes. They they were tweaking.
0: Yeah, and this is uh they explain that drug here. I don't want to step on stuff. It comes later. Stuff, it comes later. But the explanation is really good.
1: Yeah, that, that candy man will explain
0: it. And it leads them back to uh, to the the woman's ex-husband, the minister of finance, the father of the suicidal girl,
1: Chekhov's advisor. Don't, <laughs> yes. don't, don't introduce him in Act One if he doesn't pay off in Act Three.
0: You know the only bummer here, we're gonna see this character show up as a giant. You don't get that here. Yeah. We need a, we need a shot of him, you know, next to the finance minister or next to Grim Jack to, to illustrate to us like what, what a threat this creature's going to be. Well, think a little bit right there for you. That's fair. Uh, before we get there, the current finance minister's wife, this alien, More so you get some description of that alien race, and you know she exists in two dimensions at once at all times. Kind of fun stuff, just sci-fi stuff.
1: Yeah, you know, this is this is comics for the. This is kind of like mainstream comics for the '80s, man. And it's the shit that we were we were into. That was that was part of the zeitgeist at that moment, you know. A uh, lot of, a lot of Star Wars influence, uh-huh. like alien exactly. species,
0: all, all all that kind of stuff. I really like the coloring job. You know, here again, we've we've seen his figure grayed out a couple of times. That's a very restrained move, and you see your directional device of like. Saturated, hundred percent saturated yellow here next to the gray grimjack. Great way to create. You know, this is where we should be looking.
1: A little better paper than than newsprint, and you could never get away with this kind of color on like a Marvel DC newsprint comic. That would just look like a straight up turd. Notice the three staples. They're really
0: trying to produce a quality product here. (laughs) How how do we improve on the comic book format? The staple. (laughs) (laughs) The 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 the,
1: the steps are better. Like you you don't see the measles. It's
0: true, yeah, yeah. You're not seeing those dots at all. Uh, nice page layout here. I yeah. think, you know, going into the close up of this menace uh, works works well. Easy I've,
2: to read, looks good. I feel like the 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 layouts and, and stuff are getting stronger. Like as the issue goes on, almost as if he's like, you know, doing it in sequence and, and getting better, like by leaps and bounds. I I really like this this slow sequence paired with the borderless uh, John
0: Workman lettering it's a good looking page. Truman is such a good storyteller. He has a lot of skills, but that storyteller skill is, uh, I just heard an interview with somebody and they were saying, you know, like the storytelling, if it's done right, it's invisible. And we, we overlook so many of these guys who are great if that is their skill set. And I think that's what you see in some of these page layouts.
1: We we got some cool emails from him when we were talking about the widescreen format and he was showing us Sergio Leone compositions and stuff. And it, it was like breaking them down for us.
0: Yeah, it's really well. like this is a great example where you're getting action in the background and foreground and and it's one panel as opposed Mm -hmm. to breaking that up into a couple of panels Also on the page turn you get the mania. Yeah, and he does look good. It's a nice action sequence. I Love that uh, you know, it's it's issue one. Let's let's put Grimjack over right like this guy should could possibly thrash him But he gets it the one good kick in when he's distracted and it's enough to uh, knock him down and the commentary sort of explains like I could have killed me <laughs> like he got lucky with that little opening, but good enough. That's what you want.
2: So like if you weren't looking at the pictures and just hearing these story beats, it is like film noir 101, like Sam Spade detective kind of stuff.
1: This is kind of Kurtzman ish where you have the mirroring panels that have storytelling happening.
0: Yeah. Characters coming and going talking about loneliness in the middle of this quest for the truth.
1: And, uh, you know, the the de- detective has to make time with the uh, damsel in distress.
0: So the hot tip leads them to this scumbag drug dealer uh, criminal. You know, the, this guy's sort of head of vice here, at least in this, this bad neighborhood. And John begs her not to come with them. Like, this is a dangerous spot even for him, let alone trying to take care of her. But she insists. Yeah. And, you know, talking about the truth stuff, you get these lines like, that's an obscene lie. Uh, keeping with the theme of this story.
1: And the obscene lie is that, is that the daughter that killed herself, man, she was tricking and got behind the eight ball. And the drugs that she was taking, it's like uh, there's a conspiracy theory about that Chantix anti-smoking uh, a drug that, you know, has suicidal ideation as one of the, uh, the, the what, side, side effects. Effect. And uh, the conspiracy theory is like if you get off Chantix, it – ramps up the suicidal ideation oh, wow. and, and people people have uh, you know done done harm to themselves uh, while off that stuff conspiracy theory Chantix do not come after us yes
0: <laughs> right these are not our views no uh, we get to hear about this drug and how addictive it is like essentially once you're addicted to it there is no there is no way to get to break free if
1: you if you if you stop taking it you you kill yourself to stop the pain.
0: And what we're getting here is, you know, you get to the daughter, now you have influence over the Minister of Finance. And because of the location of this city, uh, you're dealing with alien races, different dimensions. Wars will happen over uh, any kind of shenanigans there, but of course the vice is going to go after that.
1: Yeah, yeah, like the the Minister of Finance or whatever he's called, like, he has to do business with... And, and keep like a stable economy going so you can't do business with just one person or or you can't lean one way or the other, it has to be balanced. Now we're gonna to get
0: to the spoiler part of this story. So all you guys watching, if you need to uh, to, to, find, to read Grimjack, you may stop here and go track down your copy, but they get the information they need to head back and, uh, and, and find this missing diary that's gonna give us all these answers. And our damsel in distress from the beginning decides she may not want the truth after all. And uh, it's getting a little bit too hot for her. When they show up, the athlete has now co- apparently committed suicide. But we find out no, it's the minister's uh, muscle is who's there because this diary can't go public.
1: Chekhov's advisor, exactly. Back back in the game, <laughs> man. He, it was too cool a design for him. It, it just like you know when you when you see uh, Walter Kovacs on page one of uh, Watchmen. He's going to show up again.
0: Got Yeah, got, it, got to use that character again. And it's a character design that, if you can make that character design work, I tip my hat to you.
1: Yeah. He, yeah. And he does look it's, good. That's the other thing. It's like dark crystal, like Muppets kind
0: of. Not an easy thing to do. Not every comic book artist is going to make that design happen. It's
1: funny storytelling. He, of course, tried to kill me, but I'm very hard to kill. Boom! <laughs> and then he's down. <laughs> <laughs> Foreshadowing them. Irony. Yeah, yes, down, down but not
0: out, right? Yep, he comes back. There he is. And we see uh, Grimjack is, is giving his narration of what's happening. He's getting too old for this stuff. In order to push her out of the way and shoot back, he ends up taking one in the shoulder. He's just getting a little bit slower. He would have been able to do that in his prime. Got to have a little kryptonite.
1: And, can't can't uh, be a Mary Sue. As
0: the bad guys circle in and almost have him close. Talk about Sergio Le- Leone. Like, Doesn't that mm-hmm. feel like a Western of, of those guys coming in out of the out of the sun into the saloon? And uh, the guy who's hard to kill,
1: he really is hard to kill. Yeah, it's another one of those beats. Exactly. And he just looks zombified there almost. But it works. <laughs> I am very hard to kill. Yeah, but then here, here go I back. I like to
0: imagine Steve, young Steven Seagal reading this and making notes <laughs> in, his, <laughs> in his future.
1: And then, you know, storytelling stuff, right? So you see electric sockets. You see... Some industrial gimmicks he's coming out of with a big danger sign above. Hmm. That's going to pay off.
0: Yep. Hard to kill, so uh, you're going to need Grimjack if you're going to take that guy down. Some two-bit thug isn't going to do it.
1: And the ghost is no longer in perpetual motion after the diary is burnt and the truth is unpacked.
0: And it's a uh, full-length first-issue story. You know, as you said, after this, we're going to get Munden Bar backups that are really good. Rick Veach does issue number two. Uh, There's going to be a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles appearance in one of those Munden Bars. So kind of a really fun bit there. And an ad for American Flag issue number 12. um, One of the cool indie books uh, from the 80s, for my money.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Uh, One of the most fun issue ones I've read for the channel in a while.
0: Yeah, really complete as a story. Uh, You know, the film noir, Tom, that you mentioned, like, there's your story structure.
2: You know, um, I I could see Frank Miller being kind of like, what if you did a film noir comic, but it didn't have anybody in superhero costumes and no aliens and no sci-fi, you know, just took out (laughs) all that, just
0: did it straight, you know? Could be. Uh, I wanted to point out this part as well this is some of the stuff that would run through these first comics and, and through wherever, where it's like, I'd get to hear a little bit about comics history, you know, um, from these kinds of pieces. And it was great that the publishers would include some of this stuff. It was a wider survey of comics history than what I would get from like a Marvel comic where, you know, they're just it's referring to their own yeah. comics, uh, and their own creators. So stuff like this, I craved at the time. I mean, 1984, there there weren't many sources for this kind of stuff
1: yeah once again i mean these are some of your earliest comics and and certainly some of some of my earliest comics so it's the first time you're hearing names like uh gold key whitman and yeah, history
0: of comics code and the impact that had on putting some publishers out of business it informs how i think about putting together comics today where it's like oh i've got you know a couple of pages of blank in in the back what do you put on them? got to do something. add
1: some value there Absolutely, man. These are magazines we're making here, man. And I don't know uh, if this will be the last Grimjack magazine we we take a look at. It's a fun fucking comic.
0: It definitely is, and uh, it's certainly one of the reasons I'm a Truman fan.
1: Well said, man. More Trim Truman comics uh, in the future. K Fabers, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel with the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. Jimmy, what's out there?
0: Join me on Patreon.com slash JimRug where you can download out of print zines, and mini-comics. I've got about a dozen of them available. You can see my original art, scripts, how I make the comics I make like Plain Janes and Street Angel on Patreon.com slash JimRug. Tom, what's the
2: word? There's Jack Kirby, the Epic Life of the King of Comics from Penguin Random House, and there's... Uh, Fantastic Four Grand Design from Marvel, and check out my YouTube channel, Total Recall
1: Show. Red Room Comics out in the wild, the Antisocial Network, four issues on the stands as we speak, with a trade paperback forthcoming November 9th, man. Get those things while they're hot. They are going quick, fast and furious. Or hit up the Patreon, patreon.com slash edpiscor. Three bucks for the archive there, and we're serializing the next wave of issues called Trigger Warnings, man. Over 150 pages at this point. All those links in my link tree. What else, Jim? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe
0: e-newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video. Given those merchandise, man, we're going to be on our way. Read more comics.